Do tell, Alan Snell. This is Locked On A's. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, welcome back. It's Locked on A's, and I am your host, Wayne Coy, athletic supporter since I knew what a baseball was and media personality for a long, long time. Happy to have you here, Locked on A's. It's our daily Oakland A's podcast, and it's certainly a source of information every single day. If you're an A's fan like me, well, that's what you want. You know you can get us wherever podcasts are available. Of course, YouTube as well, and if you are watching us on YouTube, uh, I'd love it if you would subscribe to our videos and you'd give us this, the big old thumbs up, because it really does mean a lot as we try to grow the show. Share with your friends, of course. If you have any comments, please leave them there so we can get to what it is that you want to know all about and, of course, give you feedback on any questions that you might have. Special guest today, we're going to be talking to Alan Snell from LV Sports Biz, who was there last night at the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center. And the fur was flying just a little bit. We'll tell you why coming up. But right now, I got to tell you what's going on with our friends at Nutrafol. Took me a minute to be able to learn how to spell it, but I got it. It's N-U-N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Nutrafol, as in follicles. Nutrafol, number one, dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth. You know, we need it, right? Visible thickness, visible scalp coverage, Nutrafol's hair growth supplements. Well, they use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results because it's all about your hair. And by the way, it doesn't compromise your sexual health either. Go to Nutrafol.com men and take their hair health wellness quiz. You can find out exactly what the causes are of your thinning hair. And Nutrafol is wanting to give you a personalized plan, something that's going to work specially for you, better hair health through whole body wellness. Pretty cool. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of the thinning hair, like stress, like hormones and environment, nutrition, lifestyle, all of that, even metabolism through whole body health. And you know what? It does work. Yeah. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol offering you, that's you, $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping as if it wasn't already good enough. Just go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. And you're going to find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Spell it with me. You ready? N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. It's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code LOCKEDONMLB. When you get there, you'll be able to find out what to do to make your hair be the exact hair 
you want it to be. Well, it's been a minute since we've caught up with this guy, one of the uh, great friends of the show. Uh, he does work beyond compare. He's able to lift the lid on all of the the business stuff when it comes to sports, and especially here in Las Vegas and LVSportsBiz.com. Right. Publisher, uh, Alan Snell. Hi, Alan. How are you? Hey, it's great to join you again, Wayne. And um, I understand the athletics are ending a historic season. Yeah, not in a good way. <laughs> 109th loss last night. That's just incredible. Yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of brutal, but um, we've seen we've seen other teams rebound and actually have fantastic seats. I mean, look at the Houston Astros and the Baltimore Orioles in just recent history. Sure, I remember when they were calling the Astros the Lastros. Remember? Oh yeah. They had- they had about three years in a row there where they were just horrible. So I, I hope you're right. Obviously, we're trying to find uh, reasons to be optimistic. Uh, you were a busy guy last night. You were at the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center for a public meeting. And what was that all about? Well, the Las Vegas Stadium Authority has a board of directors, and they met, and they approved – the uh, hiring of the LVCVA, which is the tourism agency here in Las Vegas, to basically supply, supply the administrative staffing for the stadium authority because yep. the previous consultant, Jeremy Aguero's applied analysis, obviously had a conflict of interest because Jeremy has a job working as a consultant with the A's, and the A's are going to be supposedly submitting a stadium plan. So supposedly, yeah. So that, you know, that will, you know, we'll see how that works out, but, um, you know, you can't say his name, you can't say his name without saying for the record, Jeremy Aguero, you know, (laughs) exactly. Uh, you know, the conflict of interest topic surfaced again because Steve Hill, who represented the athletics before the, several state committees in June, along with Jeremy Aguero. He is the CEO of the LBCVA, and he's also chairman of the stadium board. So right. he had kind of a three-way conflict there with those roles, and they, I guess, felt they solved it by having Steve Hill not be part of the negotiations and the vote for the stadium authority to hire Steve's own agency, which is the LVCVA to do the the consulting work for the stadium board. Right. So they have somebody else that is going to uh, stand there and, and, and be the body of that all, but is Steve still the one making the decisions? Well, it's kind of a, I think it's kind of a sticky situation because the athletics will be submitting stadium plans, you know, to the stadium authority to review. That Steve's in charge of. Yeah. Right. And theoretically, there's going to be staff at the LVCVA, which is Steve's agency, reviewing the athletics baseball park plan. And that person knows that his boss, Steve Hill... Also represented the A's before the state, I think, Ways and Means Committee and some other committees uh, on the way to the athletics 
winning the $380 million government assistance package under SB1. So it's, you know, it doesn't sound like really the um, standards for, for really impartial, well-functioning government, but right, it's Las Vegas. Las Vegas is an outlier kind of community. Um, things are done differently here, I've noticed. So and funny you said that because somebody pointed that out. Uh, yesterday in the comments, they said, well, what do you expect? It's Las Vegas. This is the way, it's the way they roll here. You know? Yeah. I just, um, you know, the, for all the rhetoric about this market trying to diversify its economy, you know, the bottom line is it's really doubled down on, you know, staying with the sports and entertainment, you know, tourism, Thing. You know, it's an interesting thing about the baseball stadium is that, you know, it really is seen as a tourism play. I mean, the name of the very act itself that was, you know, obviously uh, the name for the bill includes the word tourism. Some, I think, you know, Tourism Innovation Act, something like that. And, right. You know, and, you know, the Raiders stadium also came out of the of a tourism infrastructure committee that was sure, sure. Uh, created by the previous governor actually a previous previous governor brian sandoval who who preceded steve sisolak yeah, who preceded yeah. joe lombardo who was kind of the main force behind the athletics getting their subsidy under sb1 kind of so uh there was public comment i guess last night and what came of that well, uh, there were two folks from the um, Nevada State Education Association and the Schools Over Stadiums Political Action Committee, uh, and they uh, there were two gentlemen, uh, Alexander Marks, who's a representative of uh, Schools Over Stadiums, right. and also Chris Daly, who I believe is the political director for the uh, State Education Association. They both pointed out um, some of the obvious conflicts of interest that have kind of uh, characterized this entire process. So uh, is there a chance that this thing, because I know what they're working on is a referendum and the ability to get it on the ballot, but they need a lot of signatures. Is that going to happen? They're going to try. Um, they need a certain threshold number of signatures from each of the congressional districts in the state of Nevada to get that on a statewide ballot. So, and where are they in that in that process? Are they? Uh, I far think they long submitted. The, I think they submitted their application perhaps in the past month. Yeah. Um, uh, LVSportsBiz.com did do a story on that process, and you can you know check out that story. But uh, I believe. The uh, paperwork and application was submitted, I think it's to the Secretary of State in the state of Nevada to try to get the signatures collected and eventually get an item on the ballot that would ask voters whether they want to approve or not certain aspects of state, uh, you know, state bill uh, number one there, SB1. Mm -hmm. So is your opinion that if it gets on the ballot, 
that that could be a big issue for the athletics and for the stadium? It could be, but um, it's kind of weird because the athletics are, you know, moving ahead. It was interesting that the stadium board meeting was held yesterday because only one month before in August, Dave Cavell did uh, make an appearance at the stadium board meeting here in Las Vegas. And he pointed out that, you know, I'm just, I just want to let you know that I am the point man, you know, for it. And he did um, talk to me before the meeting to inform me that he anticipated that the Tropicana hotel buildings uh, at the site where they want to build the baseball stadium at Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard will be demolished probably sometime middle of 2024, which is kind of weird because the uh, schools over stadiums folks who are trying to get the um, SB1 on the ballot for a public vote would have the public vote in November of 2024. So, you know, you're talking about the demolition of the the buildings at the stadium site before any potential vote on it, which is is kind of a little weird. I mean, um, it'd be kind of crazy to demolish buildings and then have the stadium plan just, you know, be voted uh, out. So, well, I think their plan is to, is to do something, uh, you know, build a new hotel anyway, regardless. Right. That's true. I mean, they did, they did talk about, building a hotel on the rest of the site. Keep in mind that we're talking about a 36 acre site and it's on the Southeast corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana and the kind of the East and the Southeast quadrant of that site, this nine acre, you know, you know, sub part of the 36 acre overall site. Yeah, postage stamp, that's what we call it. Yeah, yeah, it would be earmarked for the stadium. And like you mentioned, there has been discussion of um, the construction of a new hotel. Uh, Presumably, you know, the fans would would use it, you know, to go to the uh, baseball stadium. Sure. Did uh, did Dave Cavill give you any indication that they would be willing to uh, that GLP or Bally's would be willing to give them more than the nine acres or are they holding to that? Well, I mean, I have heard that maybe there might be another acre or two thrown in there. So, you know, maybe there's a little extra wiggle room, but there, there won't be much. And, and, and they're still talking about a retractable roof, which, as you know, there isn't there isn't one in existence that fits on nine acres anywhere. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it just sounds like the footprint would be a little too big for a nine-acre, you know, uh, site. I mean, it's yeah. just... Um, so does that mean a dome? I, I, um, it, it'll be interesting to see what Cavill actually and the athletics ultimately submits to the to the stadium board because everyone has discussed the... Um, the whole concept of a roof, but I've never heard the athletics really define what the roof means. I don't know if it's going to be a fixed roof or retractable because what's interesting is that Cavill has mentioned views looking out towards center field, which would be uh, 
kind of looking out toward um, the airport. Well, it would be looking west. Actually, it would be yeah. it would be opening up, and you would be looking at New York, New York, or MGM Grand, which is looking west or north. And if you're going to see those buildings, the hotels, that means, you know, the roof is not going to be hermetically sealed. Now, you have some scenarios where um, the Seattle Mariners baseball park, for example, um, it does have a superstructure above it with Mm -hmm. sliding panels. And you can actually look out to left field and kind of see um, the sound. You know, because right. you're looking west there uh, for the Mariners games. But that's a much bigger imprint. I mean, yes, they're on I a lot know. more land there. I don't, I'm not sure if you could actually do that yeah. on nine acres, obviously. But uh, well, then there's I mean, the whole well, issue. It's, at- been, it's been kind of interesting because um, the process has kind of moved forward, you know, with these questions that have not been a- answered. For example, we still don't have a definitive. Um, site plan or architectural rendering of the building itself. We had these kind of bigger than life whimsical drawings that all the media people were using. I actually have decided to um, stop using those uh, images because they're not really accurate representations of the, of the base of the building itself. Well, the A's themselves said, take those renderings and just rip them up because they don't mean anything. Right. So yet, yet they were able to get four hundred million dollars with those renderings that don't mean anything. And just they have crazy. been used a lot by the local media here. They sure have. As well. Yeah, and I know you went over there on your bike and you checked it out like in person. And I mean, do you feel like it's big enough and okay for a stadium? Yeah, I mean they're going to demolish the entire site, and I think they do. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, they'll probably need a little more than nine acres. Uh, to construct this building. Um, I just, um, one of the drawings actually did kind of include all the, you know, most of the 36 acre site too. So, yeah. And we know that's not going to happen now. So the other issue, Alan, is just the relocation in general. And the fact that that's got to get completely approved by 75% of major league baseball's owners. Do you see that being, uh, a no-brainer, like it's just going to fly through, or do you think there's going to be resistance? I think it will be approved. Um, you know, it's th- they are losing a lot of money by the waiver of the uh, relocation fee, so mm-hmm. I think Major League Baseball is like really losing out with that. But um, again, it's kind of like the city of Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Uh, Clark County, the state of Nevada, all they saw was a chance to get a major league baseball team. And, you know, personally, I think that an expansion team would be a much better alternative than getting an established Oakland Athletics team in this market. We saw the difference between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Raiders in terms of the, the emotional connection from the local community to the major league team when the team is organically created from scratch versus just parachuting in and relocating from another market. I mean, we have the case example right here in Las Vegas. So uh, we, you know, anyone can see the difference. In fact, tonight is the first exhibition game and usually exhibition games 
Uh, it's the first exhibition game at home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Right. They've played like a game or two on the road already, but you know, and typically these exhibition games are nothing more than really, um, you know, glorified scrimmages where the players wear the actual jerseys. Sure. Uh, but people are still very excited, even for the first exhibition game here yeah. in Las Vegas for the season. I mean, granted, there's that ownership that you always back. talk about, that connection with the community and the team, right? Right. And, you know, having the athletics move here, I mean, they're just going to be strictly a tourism attraction. And we saw that play out with the Raiders only a few days ago on Sunday. Yeah, you were where, there. Where, you know, literally two-thirds or three-fourths of the stadium is filled Steelers. with visiting yeah. Steeler fans. And I would anticipate seeing that, assuming the A's do eventually get here in 2028, which is still a long way off. Yeah. Um, it will be simply a entertainment tourism option that would compete against, you know, Cirque du Soleil or Donny Osmond or Blue Man Group or Carrot Top or whatever. I mean, um, it you know, to me, it would be simply another entertainment option for the tourists of Las Vegas. And, you know, even right now, locals are not thrilled about driving to the Strip. Yeah. And... Um, as we can see that this, this market does not have really a comprehensive public transit system and people just kind of figure it out. They just, um, yeah, I heard that, that comment, Alan, where somebody said, well, what about, what about parking? And they said, oh, don't worry about, there's plenty of casino parking. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Well, I mean, that was pretty much the strategy Uh, for T-Mobile arena, you know, for the Golden Knights arena, they, you know, they had that, um, you know, they had that, um, that is like the main source of parking for the arena. And, you know, they're going to roll that out again for the athletic stadium, you know, the Raiders stadium uh, for a place for, you know, 62,000 fixed seats. Yeah. That place only has about 2,500 surface level parking on that site. Sure. A lot and, of Uber, a lot of Lyft. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, that or people park all around i mean i you know i have i'm probably one of the few people who i drive with my bicycle i park about a mile west of the stadium and i i bike the final five minutes it's very easy and assuming you know the, the a's do come here one day in 2028 and i'm still around reporting for lv sports biz i'd probably be uh riding my bike to a baseball stadium on the strip. Do you honestly think that they can, because according to them, uh, they're, they're penciling out a sellout every game, 33,000 now, not 30,000, but 33,000 tickets for every game. Do you really see that happening on a Tuesday night against the Pittsburgh pirates? Yeah, I don't see 33,000 people showing up every day. I think the first um, year or two, there'll be a strong novelty curiosity factor so i could see you know um i can see attendance pretty strong the first couple years uh but you know as the rays or the pirates to mention or the marlins or you know some of these other lower profile teams when they roll into town um i i, I don't see 33,000 people on a on a wednesday thursday or tuesday night 
Right. You know, when the Yankees come in or the Red Sox. Sure. Um, I can see the place being filled up, but right. Um, and also, you know, kind of something no one's really talked about is the fact that there is already a Triple A team. Ironically, it's the Athletics' own Triple A team playing in Summerlin, and you can't help but think that having a Major League Baseball team in the same market would definitely make a dent, perhaps into. The AAA um, attendance, sure, right, which is in the same market as well. Um, but there's different. a big difference between ten thousand seats for an Aviators game and thirty three thousand every single night. Because they said they they project that uh, their numbers say that they have to sell it out every night to be able to make their nut. And if they don't, well, then they're going to rely on concerts or other events to make up the difference. Yeah, and there was and those, a, there was a those, lot of. I just want to say there's a lot of, of correlation made between uh, Allegiant Stadium and this new proposed baseball stadium. And, and obviously, the difference is the Raiders play once a week. The A's are going to be playing 81 games a year there. And uh, on a 115-degree day with maybe a retractable roof that we don't even know about yet. Yeah, I, I mean, I think some of the uh, non-baseball uses uh, of the baseball stadium – I think would be limited. I mean, I don't think they're going to go gangbusters, um, uh, you know, in terms of events that are non baseball. I mean, everyone talks, I mean, I mean, it's it's 81 home dates. So, you know, you do have the numbers on your side, but we, you know, that's still less than one fourth of your whole calendar season, you know, calendar year. Yeah. You know, not, not, you know, 81 games is great. And you can make a case that in some in some cities like Denver with Coors Field and like San Diego uh, with their Petco Park, I think you could argue that the sheer number of games has really helped the economics of that particular section of the city. Yeah. But in this particular case, it's just the opposite. This is the most developed section of the of the Las Vegas Strip. I mean, yeah. you're you know, bet- between the Flamingo and Tropicana intersections. Busy as it are, gets. Yeah. Those, those are the two heartbeats, really, of the Strip. So um, <laughs> it's, not, it, it's not going to be a catalyst for other development, per se, because it's already it developed. developed. It's right. already developed. There's, there's some land, actually, to the east. Uh, if you drive behind the Tropicana hotel site, mm-hmm. uh, there is some kind of, you know, perhaps you can build behind there and, you know, baseball stadium might spur some growth, but, you know, sure. in this particular case, I think it would be, it would definitely be limited. So getting back to, I guess, our original conversation uh, with, with Steve Hill and uh, the potential, I mean, to me, it's way more than potential, but the, the existence of a, a conflict of interest, does that help or hinder the A's and what they're trying to do here? Well, you know, the interesting thing about the athletics coming to Las Vegas is that what I've been struck by is not necessarily opposition here in Las Vegas. I've been instructed almost by the indifference of it all. I mean, right now people seem to be focused on the Super Bowl. There's a Super Bowl host committee. That's getting a lot of attention. And the other big sports event, 
is the Formula One race. And, you know, one of the stories I had to do yesterday was really the tragic death of an iron, iron worker yeah. at the um, grandstand construction site for the F1 event in front of the Bellagio. And there's been a lot of complaints from locals about the impact of the F1 construction on the strip. And the funny thing about the, the one connection between the F1 race and the athletics is that both sports entities, if you will, uh, went for the gusto and they both are using the strip as the backdrop for their sites. I mean, yeah. I believe Formula One in Miami, for example, is not on South Beach. It's not on the ocean. It's not in downtown Miami or downtown Fort Lauderdale. I believe it's out by the football stadium. If I'm, if I, and and here in Las Vegas, you know, F1 came in and basically took over the strip. The very <laughs> S, the very, the very, you know, the, the the center of the spine of the economy is what they're using for their race. And right. same thing with the baseball stadium. You know, it would be the equivalent if some developer came to the city of New York and said, hey, I'd like to build a stadium at Times Square. Yeah. And and he he laughed at. But here in Las Vegas. Come one, come all. Let's go. Let's go. You have a baseball baseball team that's building a baseball stadium, you know, at the literally the, you know, the crossroads for the entire economy of Las Vegas. You know, you could argue maybe Flamingo, you know, but both Flamingo and the Tropicana intersections to me are the two major, uh, you know, convergences on the strip. Yeah. Well, listen, we love paying attention to what's going on and nobody brings it all to the center like Alan and LVSportsBiz.com. We're going to keep watching. Thanks for your coverage on what happened last night. And as we get Closer to maybe uh, Major League Baseball in Vegas. We're obviously here on Locked on A's. We're going to be paying close attention to everything that's happening. Thank you, Alan. Two very big issues that still need to be answered. Like you said, I'm going to – I think Major League Baseball, I think the owners will approve the relocation. But, you know, assuming that does happen, there's still a big question on where the athletics will play in 25, 26 in 2027 yeah because they'll pl- they'll finish out the year next next season at the coliseum yep uh when the and, and then the uh lease expires but you have a three-year window where you still don't know where this franchise is going to be playing baseball yeah and dave cavill says we're leaving that up to mlb to figure it out so exactly we'll find out Well, we're going to keep watching and reading and thank you for all the great work that you do alan uh, you can come back here anytime Wayne, uh, it's always uh, a pleasure to talk with you. And, you know, you do a great job being on top of the whole athletics milieu and soap opera. So uh, that it is like the sands in the hourglass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Alan Snell, LVSportsBiz.com. Make sure you check him out. It's, of course, Locked on A's. Man, oh, man, I enjoy every second with that guy. He's just Smart. He knows the business of sports, and Lord knows that's kind of become what it's all about, right? And you know what else it's about? It's about your health because it's that time of year. Here we go. The weather's going to change, and you're going to get sick. 
you kind of almost count on it, right? Well, everybody needs to be empowered to be able to take care of themselves when that time comes, because it's probably going to come, whether it's you or your loved ones. You know, you don't want the unexpected to hit you right between the eyes. That is why Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, Jace Medical, offers the Jace case. Remember that old, the taste of the base is in my face? Well, now it's the taste of the Jace case is in your face. Peace of mind, too, because you know what? If you get sick, you know you're going to be okay in an emergency. What they do is they get with you, make sure they understand exactly what's ailing you, and then they give you the proper medication to take care of it. The Jace case, uh, that is five extremely strong and very targeted antibiotics that will take care of you and literally could save your life. Get 20 bucks off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical. And all you got to do is use my code. It's locked on at checkout. Again, it's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and make sure you use that code. It's locked on when you check out. Well, that's everything off the field, of course, we've been talking about, about the A's. And, and, you know, meanwhile, there's still some season left. So let's beat those twins, right? It looks like uh, Joey Estes tonight uh, is in good shape to make his second major league start ever. He'll be opposed by Pablo Lopez, and hopefully we don't have what we had last night, which was... A good old-fashioned butt-kicking, courtesy of those Minnesota Twins. Like to see a better ball game tonight. We'll certainly recap all of that for you the next time we get together. And remember, this is the place to be every day for your A's coverage. Your comments are appreciated. Give us a like. Subscribe if you can, if you're watching YouTube or if you're on uh, listening online and you're just getting the audio portion of our podcast. That's great, too. And you can always get to us uh, via what is now called X, but we're still going to call it Twitter our handle, at Locked On A's. So hit me up there, okay? Great to have you here again, and let's do this again real soon. We do appreciate it. I'm Wayne Coy. Thanks for your time, and keep on swinging.